Welcome to the 3D world with OpenGL and Vulkan. Hello and welcome to the OpenGL and Vulkan podcast. Today it's number 8 and uh, due to a request we are going to talk about textures and how to use them properly in OpenGL. But before we start I need to tell you once more that I will accomplish each episode in this podcast on my website opengl2go.net so you may just open up the website along to see small pieces of code and some images on the topics that we will talk about here today and additionally that I'm offering a free online workshop for OpenGL beginners in late November so you should just check the website as well for this one it will show you some details on the workshop what will we do and uh, you could su subscribe there. So once more, that's a free online workshop from people around the world. And till now, in the last 24 hours, we just got 20 subscribers to this one uh, through all the time zones. And this will be really fun when we join up all together in one workshop with people from around the world just starting out with OpenGL. But now let's get back to textures. Well, first of all, textures are just images, just like you know them, a JPEG a GIF, a PNG, whatever you use there. This is what a texture, first of all, although the basic material for a texture is. But to be able to use it in OpenGL, you need to, to do something with it. You need to convert it somehow to a raw format. So, um, but just some basic informations, first of all, about textures in general. If you work with textures, you should make sure that the width and the height of the texture is always a power of two. That means it should always be a, a power of two value, which means 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128, 265, and so on. And um, if you make sure that you have the width and the height always being uh, a value of those, then you can be pretty sure that OpenGL can calculate very well with your texture. Of course, you can modify the width and the height, so the width may be 1024 and the height may only be 4. Uh, this would be perfectly fine, but if you just make sure the width and the height are both a power of 2, then you know it's really a best used texture for OpenGL. Next important point about the textures in general is the so-called read pixel order of OpenGL, which means usually you are reading a texture or an image from the upper left side to the lower right side. But in OpenGL, it's just the other way around. You are reading from the lower left side to the upper right side. So the lower left side of your texture is 0, 0 and the upper right side of your texture is 1, 1. What that means, we'll come to in a few seconds. But just keep that in mind, from lower left to upper right, that's the way that OpenGL is reading a texture. Um, in the end, when we provide the texture information for OpenGL, we need to give him, um, in most cases, some, some color values. That means we end up with a big array of data which is always holding RGB or RGB alpha values. And um, the most common way, I guess, is really using um, a byte array here where you just have RGB and alpha values um, as bytes, so a value from 0 to 255, which enables you pretty much to um, show uh, good texture, color depths. So um, this is the usual way 
that you go. Of course, you could provide other data as well, but for the simplicity of it, let's stick with with bytes, which are arranged in an array, and it's always RGB or RGB alpha following one after the other, and this leaves you with all information or color information for every pixel in your texture from, once again, lower left side to the upper right side. So once you've read the binary data of your image file, you just put it as raw data in this big array, um, only reading RGB alpha, RGB alpha, RGB alpha and so on. Then you need to somehow get this image to be merged into an OpenGL texture. And here are just a few steps to be taken for this one. First of all, you need to tell OpenGL, hey, I want to create a texture, I want to use a texture. Please generate one for me, which means generate one handle to a texture for me and give it back to me. You can use the function glgentextures for this, which gets at the first parameter how many textures you want to create, and the second parameter, indeed, is just a pointer to the variable where you want to store all these texture handles. So after a call to glgentextures with the two parameters, you should have uh, your own variable holding one handle at least, or all the handles to all the textures you want to use in your OpenGL. So before you can do anything with this texture, you need to bind it. And this is glbindTexture, that's the given function again in OpenGL. And this one again gets two parameters. The first one tells OpenGL what kind of texture do you want to use here. And the second parameter me is just the, the handle that we just got from the previous call to glGenerateTexture. The, the type of texture that you want to use here, there are different types available. There's a the 1D texture, which is indeed just, let's say, a long line of pixels. There is a 2D texture, this is what you will use most of the time, that's really just an image. It has X and Y, it has X and Y pixels, so uh, this is a 2D image representation that we all know, that we think about when I say the word image, we all think of this one. And of course, there are some more, some extra ones. There are also 3D textures, which just means a lot of 2D textures in a row, let's say. And there's something like a cube map. So um, if you think of a cube and you put an image to every side of this cube, that is what you need a cube map for. So, um, but in this podcast, we will stick with the OpenGL 2D texture because in most of the cases, this is what you will work on. Once you have created your texture handle and then you have bound it, then you are able to do some, some settings for your textures as well. Um, there are different functions to do that. I will post them on the website as well so you can take a look at those. The most important parts here, there are two things that you should know about. So with the GL texture parameter functions, you are able to set, for example, the behavior of the texture when it's just not big enough or it's way too big to fit on the 3D model you want to put it on. So you can tell OpenGL at this point how should it treat the texture at that moment. Should it linearly interpolate the values of the colors or should it just go with a so-called nearest neighbor algorithm to just find the next fitting pixel, let's say, around. So um, these are just two options. The one will look a bit blurry in some cases but may lead to smoother effects as well. And the other version will always look a bit pixelated. But um, both values are fairly fine. It really depends on, on what you want to do there. 
in some cases, the linear interpolation may be a bit slower than the nearest neighbor algorithm. So um, you just need to play around with this one. When you use the GL texture parameter function, you can tell OpenGL the so-called min and mac filter that's for minimizing and maximizing the texture should be either linear or nearest neighbor. Then as well with the GL texture parameter function, you can tell OpenGL how it should behave if the texture is not fitting all the way onto the, onto the object that you put it on. So the so-called wrap mode, which means if the texture is just too small and is uh, just, um, let's say, in the middle of your quad, how should it behave to the, to the edge of the surface? Um, should it repeat the texture over and over again? That would be one parameter. Or should it be clamped to the edge, which means take the last pixel in the texture to the right or to the left or the top at the bottom and stretch it as far as it goes till the surface ends. So these are two parameters with GL texture parameter where you can say the, the wrap for the X and Y X should it be wrapped, uh, sorry, should it be repeated or should it be clamped. So once you made this settings for your texture, or to sum it up again, you created a texture handle, you bind the texture, you set the settings for it. Now you are ready to send the texture to OpenGL. And this means actually you're sending the data of the texture to the graphic card. So OpenGL will store it there and will handle it for you in the future. And you only need the handle that you generated first to always say, okay, this is the texture I want to use now. And for this, there's the function glTextureImage2D, which we are going to use now, which tells OpenGL, okay, here's my 2D texture. You tell him that it is RGB values. You tell him the width and the height of the texture. And you tell him, of course, that in our case, we have an array of unsigned bytes, for example, um, that it knows what kind of data type uh, it needs to read. And at the very last parameter of this function, you really just pass the array which is holding the data. And this function really goes ahead, grabs your data and moves it to the graphic card and makes sure that in the future it is handled properly whenever you say, okay, I want to use my texture named by the handle, I don't know, whatever you name you gave to it. In the end, OpenGL manages all these textures just by counting up numbers. So uh, your textures will be one, two, three, four, five, and so on. And this is what is actually stored in your variable for the handles of the textures. So all the textures are really just numbers that OpenGL iterates for you, manages for you, and you just need to tell OpenGL later, hey, I want to use texture number five, bind it, and then go ahead and draw with it. So till that point, we only created our texture. We only made sure OpenGL now has our image data in a way it can work with it. So what do we need to do now if we want to render with the texture? That's indeed a different point. Today we'll stick with a simple version, which means we want to draw in the fixed pipeline. So whenever we come across the point in our application where we want to draw something with a texture on it, we need to tell OpenGL again, GL bind texture. We want to bind a 2D texture and we pass him the handle for our texture that we created. Remember, number one, two, three, four, five, just stored in a variable of our own. So this would be enough, first of all, for OpenGL to know which, which texture should be used while rendering. But how does OpenGL know how to put this texture onto our object? 
And that's the tricky point indeed. This is about the so-called texture coordinates. So um, if you want to put something onto a 3D object, each vertex that you've created, each geometric point, needs to have attached some texture coordinates. And that's again just some X and Y values describing which part of the image uh, should be placed on this vertice. And um, every pixel between the corner points of your triangle, for example, which is made up of three vertices, will be interpolated and um, OpenGL will automatically find the proper pixel in your 2D texture, which should be placed there, just based on the information that it got from the three corner points of your triangle. So what do you need to know about these texture coordinates? Well, first of all, you need to know they should usually be in a range from 0 to 1. And again, 0 means lower left side, 1 means upper right side. So you should um, just make sure that the texture coordinates that you put on your vertices should be somewhere in this range, unless you want the, the texture to repeat or just to stamp out a small part of the texture, then of course it's fairly fine to go with different texture coordinates. So if you go with texture coordinates from 0 to 100, this will just lead to the fact that the texture gets repeated 100 times across your object, whatever it is. So how do you create those texture coordinates properly? Well, on the one hand, if you're doing very simple applications, you will be able to write these texture coordinates by hand in your application. Because on a quad, that's quite simple. You could put all the texture coordinates, lower left side zero, lower right side is uh, one zero, upper right side is one one, upper left side is zero one, and that's all you need. And your texture would be perfectly fit onto your object. That would be fine. But as soon as it comes to more complex 3D objects, you really need the help of a 3D tool. And I could just um, give you a hint to use Blender, that's free, it's a very mighty tool as far as you ask me. And um, you should use Blender and maybe check YouTube for a small video on how to do texture mapping or texture coordinates in Blender. It's really, really simple once you got the idea. And the nice part is when you play around in Blender with some of the vertices, maybe you just have a triangle and you move one of the corner points um, texture coordinates around, then you see how the result behaves. So this will give you a good idea what texture coordinates do. But once more back to the simple part, to just have a texture, a 2D image, projected onto a quad in your scene. So having the corner points, lower left side 0, 0, upper right side 1, 1, and the rest accordingly. Um, what will happen when you scale or stretch or deform your quad? Well, the texture will deform along with your 3D object. That's a nice point about textures, because you don't need to take care that you rearrange all the time the texture onto the bended uh, 3D object. No, this is what OpenGL is doing for you. So if you just take the quad and you make it very small in width or height, then the texture will automatically stretch or be, be scaled. However you move um, your quad, the texture will just behave like this. And this is just because the information, how the texture should be placed on the object, is always based on the corner points, on the vertices. So that means if I move one of the vertices around, of course the interpolation values over the surface of the 3D object will change. And this means also the texture will change because 
different pixels from your texture are taken and put onto the 3D object. So in the end, I just want to make sure that you really don't get too confused by, by all this tex texture stuff and by all the coordinates that I was telling you again, 0011, all this stuff. Uh, texture coordinates are really fairly simple. If you just um, got the basic idea, hopefully, from this, this episode and uh, you just take a look at a good YouTube video and you should really download Blender and play around with this one as well. In total, this may take you uh, half an hour, but I guess after this point and maybe re-listening once more to the podcast, you should be pretty fine with the understanding on how basically textures work. We will come back to textures in a later episode as well when we talk about how to use textures and shaders properly. But this will be combined with, with a different shader episode, so um, watch out for this one and uh, stay tuned anyway to my podcast. Just once more the hint, I'm accomplishing every episode on my website opengl2go.net and there you find as well the option to subscribe for the upcoming um, OpenGL online workshop for beginners, which I'm offering somewhere in late November. Um, we already have 20 subscribers so far. I'm not quite sure if we need to split it up later anyway into different workshops, but I'm happy uh, if you go there, subscribe when you're a beginner because you just want to get into OpenGL. Okay, this is it for today. Um, Stay tuned for the next episode. Take care till then and see you. Bye.